Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross. W.J. Pierce for creating and performing that wonderful piece of music you just heard. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Thorn and Cross, Haunted Nights Live, where your hosts, Alistair Cross and Tamara Thorne. Thank you for joining us. Before we get down to business, here's Tamara to tell you a little more about our latest novel, Exorcism, which is book three in the Ravencrest saga, available now in paperback and ebook at Amazon and everywhere else books are sold. That's right. Midnight, the witching hour. Watery echoes in an empty building. The grand Greek pool at Ravencrest Manor babbles and gurgles as chlorine-scented water pumps flowing like cool blood in veins and arteries. The moon, full and high above the arched glass ceiling, shines its light into the cobalt pool, casting splintered rays across the water, picking up golden highlights as it reflects on the constellations, the planets and moons set into the bottom of the pool. A spring and a thunk from a tall diving board, then a splash as someone dives in, and somehow water explodes into the air. The sound ebbs and flows with movement. But if no human ear is present to hear it, no eye to see it, can these things be real? Are they merely tricks of light and sound, magic courtesy of Mother Nature? Soft golden lamps flicker to life, and then music faint but unmistakable rises and echoes. Eddie Cantor, if you knew Susie like I know Susie. Oh, oh, what a girl. Laughter, the sounds of a party of voices of glasses clinking. Something white and serpentine slithers and stirs beneath the water like glistening cold silk. There again and gone again in an instant. All right, and uh, the Ravencrest wow. Saga Exorcism is available now, and if you need to catch up on your ghostly goings-on, be sure and check out its uh, <laughs> book one, The Ghost of Ravencrest, and book two, The Witches of Ravencrest. All right, again, this is Thorn and Cross on a Night's Live. You can learn more about what we do at our websites, alistaircross.com and tamarthorn.com. You can visit our mutual blog at thornandcross.wordpress.com, or if you tweet, our handles are at crossalister and at tamarthorn. You can uh, give us a visit on Facebook at our Haunted Nights Live page, and if you're on Instagram, you can find us on at Thorn and Cross or at official underscore Alistair Cross. For more information on the show, you can visit Authors on the Air on Facebook, Twitter, and at AuthorsOnTheAir.com. This is a broadcast of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network, LLC. All right, and uh, next things of tonight's guest, the <laughs> Chicago Tribune says, Jay Bonansinga has quickly and firmly established himself as one of the most imaginative writers of thrillers. His twisting narratives with their in-your-face glimpses of violence are set in an unstable, almost psychotic universe that makes the work of many of his contemporaries look rather tame. And having read much of his work, I would have to agree. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the show, Jay. How are you? I'm I'm well, thank you. And uh, God, I love that line, cold, glistening silk. I mean, uh, oh. you know, I, it makes me, you know, we we were, we were gonna, we, you know, just just I, I'm getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but when you plan out a series of books, mm-hmm. a Thorn and Cross series, do you do you outline like the whole series? Are you thinking about the whole series, or are you just thinking about like book one no. and then you know book? 
we, we have I'm ideas really... for future books, and we know what the final book will be, but we have no idea when that will happen. But we, we've, yeah. we've laid out a lot of ghosts and curses and things like that, and there's always new right. ones. So we knew where we were going. You're, you're basically, yeah. You basically you establish the world of it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and then we one. come up with we yeah, and we come up with plot points that you know things. It's like this could happen, but it doesn't need to happen. You know this 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 is the end. Yeah. And if we get bored, yeah. we can jump to the end. But if we don't get bored and we want right. to keep going, we can, <laughs> there's all this yeah. other stuff we can do right. without right. changing the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're yeah. A, you're mean, a big I, series you know, I, writer yourself. You've got you've got um, yeah. lots of series uh, going on. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I mean there's the, the Walking Dead series. What what about you? How do you how do you tackle that? I mean, I, I guess it depends from series to series, but just generally speaking, how do you do it? Well, I I I, I kind of do it exactly the way you do it. I mean, I, I I try to build in. I don't even I don't even think I do this consciously, but you know, having somebody fall in love, for instance, let's just take that for a second. You know, in mm-hmm. in a in a in book one of a series, you don't even. You might not even know it's book one of a series. You're just writing the best book you can. Yeah. And a lot of times you have a character fall in love. Well, that's mm-hmm. the that's that's food for a series because, as yeah. everybody knows, that's you know that can go anywhere. It's it's a it's a you know it, it's a it's a embarrassment of riches for a writer to have somebody fall in love, and that's what happened to me on my series of Ulysses Grove thrillers, which is a four book series about an FBI profiler who's an African American. He's based on a real guy back in the sixties who was part of the unit that invented, you know, behavioral profiling. And I wanted to just pay tribute to that guy and also make a connection between um, his, you know, his ethnicity and evil and how it went back, you know, millennia and everything that was my whole you know that was like just the kernel of the idea for book one but i i i just wanted to write a good thriller i just wanted to write a good interesting you know dark mystery mm-hmm. and uh when i sold the book to kensington the editor michael hamilton who's an old friend of mine has edited five of my books she said um are there this, these are exact words are there more adventures in Ulysses Grove's future? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they are right now, but give me a day, you know. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I think some series start. You know, they don't start a series, but then it's a business decision. You're like, oh, this book, you know, did pretty well. Let's, let's, you know, let's right. continue it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What other series have you written? Um, well, I'm I'm getting ready to write one right now, um, and it's uh, it's 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 a legacy uh, series um, from a uh, an eight page outline written by Stan Lee. Wow! And I'm so excited about it. It's it's like a very dark. Um, I'm I'm really not supposed to even talk about it because we haven't uh, like signed all the contracts okay. yet or anything, but it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's like a very dark um, political um, indie kind of 
superhero mm. story. It, it's it's oh, the nice. superhero story that, that Stan Lee always, like, wanted to write, you know, but he was kind of uh-huh. sort of caught in that sort of, you know, uh, meat and potatoes superhero world of, you know, right. Spider-Man right. and the Avengers. And, but this one is super dark and, and horrific. And, you know, so I, I, w- <laughs> I was like, uh, uh. yes, please. Oh, how fun! Yeah, Um, but 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 that I I haven't really written a lot of series. I've written thirty one books. Only like you know a quarter of them are series books. I I really kind of started out writing like horror, and I think Mm -hmm. horror a lot of times is standalone because it's sort of a myth. And it's kind of solved at yeah. the end, and order is restored. You know, you know what I mean. It's kind yeah. of hard to explain, oh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. You can. I think ghost well, stories. That, that... You, 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 you guys have really cornered the market in horror series fiction because I think your wonderful atmospheric gothic take on it really cries oh, out to be series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, yeah, that's I, our I'm... one real series, but. We, you were talking about before we came on the air two different kinds of multiple book series. We mainly have multiple wor- of the same world for multiple books, and you'll see even right now we're writing a book with uh, the character from my novel, uh, Brimstone, who is 11 in story. She's 60 now, and she's in our next in our collaboration we're working on now, and other people. So, cool. and so it's, there's, it's like a shared universe. Yeah, yeah, we share yeah, everything. Yeah. yeah, we we go back and yeah. forth, and he can do anything with mine, and I can do anything with his, and we do it all together. But it's mostly awesome. people. Yeah, there's characters yeah. in the same book repeatedly. We have some priests that are really interesting that show up in other books. But that's how we normally right. do it. And you were mentioning that there are two kinds of of uh, multiple books series. And yeah, well, did you talk about very... that? Yeah, well, it's kind of a simplistic view of it, but it helps kind of understand series fiction. Like, if there are listeners out there who want to try this or are working on one, it's there's really two kinds. One is the kind that uh, you know has this massive story arc that occurs over several books, like you know, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's a lot, a lot of times it's that uh, fantasy, you know, you know, uh, heroic fantasy kind of books that you know have that yeah. multi-book arc. Um, and, but then the other kind, and it's probably more common in in modern America, is the you know, um, you know, episodic series. Like you know, you establish, you know, um, uh, you know, the the detective, you know, Marlowe. And then you right. fall in love with him in the, in the first right, book, right. and then you know, then Marlowe has a new uh, adventure, you know, in the next book. And I mean, to me, those are harder to create and maintain an audience for, you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, it's ep- episodic. You know, you, you you've seen one adventure starring that hero, and then you, maybe as a reader, you feel like, well, you know, I've, I've you know, I saw one, I've seen them all. Yeah. You know, and yeah, you know, right. when I was writing the Ulysses Grove books, I, I tried to, because they're each standalone thrillers that Grove is pulled into another weird sort of X Filesy kind of 
adventure uh, hunting down a, a serial killer that has some kind of cosmic evil connection. And, you know, I tried to build in both aspects. I tried to build in, you know, the multi-episode series where, you know, he, 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 he solves a crime in the first series, but it leaves him battered and, and uh, asking all kinds of questions. Then he starts to get some of those questions answered in the next episode of the series. But it is a brand new, you know, uh, subject. It's a brand new killer. It's a brand new uh, investigation. But I tried to build in all these multi-book arcs. Like, and also he's falling in love with a journalist. And so, you know, in book two, they decide to become a couple. And in book, in book mm-hmm. three, they get married. And at the end of book three, she's pregnant. And then in book four, they have uh-huh. a child. And the child is, is you know, um, in jeopardy. So it's all kind of, mm-hmm. I try to integrate it. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Totally. Yeah. 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 And yeah. that's, you know, the Walking Dead, the Walking Dead was similar in, in that, you know, mm-hmm. He like I I wrote eight books in a continuing series for The Walking Dead, and I got to the end of book four, and it was kind of a uh, sort of a, a a brick wall. It was like this is the end of the governor's arc. Four books. Right. The governor is now dead. You know, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> and um. And now, you know, where do you go? And so Kirkman said, well, I want to do more, and I want you to do more, Jay. Here's, here's all I'm asking. Tell the story of the little town of Woodbury after the governor. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. like, oh, wow. What an amazing opportunity. It was like I could build this whole canon about what happened right. in that little town. So that was mm-hmm. the best experience of my writing career, you know, my my life as a writer, because I because he gave me the keys to the, you know, to to The Walking Dead, and right. his only, you know, his only agenda was for me to to make sure the fans know what happened in Woodbury after everybody left, and you know, in the show, because the TV show kind of left mm-hmm. Woodbury too, and it's dust, and they yeah. never went back you know, that, to that little town. So that was amazing. Yeah. I built a, a series of four books from the ground up. It's a new group of people who move into the town and, and, you know, they have adventures and things go horribly awry, but, you know, there's this one hero, Lily Call, and she, you know, holds things together barely and, you know, they have adventures. Uh-huh. And it was, it was an amazing experience. They, they kind of, it was like channeling, I don't know if that makes any sense either. Right. Yeah, um, these are, it does totally. Yeah, yeah. Some, some, you know, some things about series books are just kind of inchoate, and you by you do it by feel. You just go. I mm-hmm. think the reader's going to want to go here. I, you just, you know, you can't. They're hard to plan out, as you as you said yeah. when we were uh, before that we we went on the air. You know, you were saying, you know, you have to just use your instinct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. It's true. Yeah. And, it, and, and you know, this is this also ties into, I think, one of the hardest things about writing a series is knowing what information to carry over from one book to the next and what yes. to leave behind. 
Yeah. Because you have to take into account two audiences, one uh, being people who are reading the series and one being uh, people who are picking up just one book, whether that's the third, fourth, fifth book in the series or whatever. And uh, yeah. the obvious, you know, the obvious solution is, you know, is it, is it pertinent information and does it, does it pertain to this story? And that sounds really simple, but it's not because you also have to take yeah. into account the entire story arc. So I think yeah. instinct yeah. is really the best, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I mean, you, you kind of have to follow that. And do you, is there anything beyond instinct that you would say helps you discern what to take and what to leave from book to book? Wow, what a great question. Um, yeah, I think, you know, I think that's the key to all writing is what to leave out. I think that's, right. that's <laughs> you, you know, you, you just nailed it. Um, you know, I, I, I my when I was writing the Grove series, I just became obsessed with. Um, well, here's here's a little sort of I'm a little embarrassed to confess, but <laughs> I was writing the Grove series about I don't know ten years ago, and was finishing it up, and I realized that I was reading the Harry Potter books while I was writing it, and to me, Harry Potter. J.K. Rowling is one of the great writers. She's Dickens. She's our Dickens, I think. Right. You know, I've had this argument with a lot of people that, you know, push back, but I think she's going to go down in history as our, our Charles Dickens. Right. And, the, you know, the thing about Harry Potter that I love so much and that makes it one of the best series for me is the, mm-hmm. the characters come of age. And, it, and it, you don't, it's so powerful. You don't realize it because the adventures, the individual adventures are so gripping. But the thing that's the most moving and the most gripping is these characters are growing up. And, and it's so fascinating. You're, they're going through, metaphorically, they're going through what everybody goes through, the coming of age story. Right. And, you know, I started, I kind of started doing that in the Grove series, I started, you know, saying, well, in this book, they're going to get, they're going to eventually get married, the two people who fall in love in book one, you know, and, and then in the next book, they're, they're going to get pregnant. And that's going to be a big issue, you know, because they're also in a very dangerous, you know, they're FBI agents and journalists, you know, and they, <laughs> it's so anyway, I, 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 I really tip my hat to, um, to JK Rowling. I mean, you know, I don't know yeah. how you could talk about these fiction without mentioning Harry Potter. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's true. Right, exactly. It's true. <laughs> That's true. Now, on the uh, speaking of series, we're all also readers, and so and I, this question is actually for both of you guys. Um, what is your all-time favorite or a few of your all-time favorite book series? Oh, I want to hear Tamara's. What, what's yours? Uh, I don't read many series. I like. I'm very impatient. I like new stuff. I I read a few of the um, the the what's it called New Blood. The, you know, the vampire series. I can't mm-hmm. remember the name. I like that. I read yeah. Sherlock Holmes a number of times. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Um, oh no. I read a little of that and giggled. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, <laughs> Uh, southern one. Yeah. Southern the Southern Vampire, vampire Series. Yeah. Oh, oh I, I uh, uh, Suki Stackhouse. Yeah. 
That's okay. It. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I like to, I, but, I, but, you know, about three or four, and then I was done. Uh, Lord of the yeah. Rings a, have been a fan since I was 10 years old. And, yeah. and yeah. Sherlock Holmes, same thing. So I guess those are mine, because I don't, you those know, I read a lot of the Dune, but I can't think of yeah. any other series. <laughs> those are, what about you? Those are fabulous. Yeah. My, I, I, I love... Um, Joe Lansdale's Hap and Leonard books. Have you ever oh, read those? I've read one, and I haven't had my hands on the other ones, but I'd read those. Yeah. yeah. Those yeah, are I think he, I think he introduced them in a short mm-hmm. story. I, I don't remember I what it so. was, but it was, you know, it was a creepy, interesting Joe Lansdale short story, and Hap and Leonard were uh-huh. so... That's another thing about series fiction. Sometimes the character is so vivid that they just demand to have a series. Right. Yeah. Right. You yeah, know what I mean? Like, and like they, you, they got a TV series too, didn't they? Yeah. 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 Does it happen? Yeah. Series? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, I love, and also you, you, you know, I love the shared universe kind of series. Like I yeah. love the Hannibal Lecter books. Oh, oh yeah. Great. great. Yeah. Thomas Harris. kind of a series. You know. Yeah. Do you yeah, love I've read all those. You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the, a series can jump around in time. Like, I think, you know, like the third book, he went back and and explored how Hannibal became Hannibal. You know, right. how Lecter became Lecter. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know. Um, no, oh, nothing to know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, right. And he's got a couple different characters. I love them. I I just didn't, didn't yeah. really think of the series until you said this. <laughs> yeah. 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 Actually, you're right. I, you don't. Sometimes you don't think of them as series, but you know, the the one the 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 um sort of straightforward detective, you know, solving crimes series that I've always loved is by a writer named James Lee Burke. And, and he has this uh-huh. um, this private investigator named Dave Robichaux, and it takes it all takes place in like the Bayou in you know Southern Louisiana, right? And it, it's yeah. super atmospheric and and really good. And you know, yeah. I, I, I'm always in the mood for another Dave Robichaux series. You know, I don't know why, oh, I don't know what it is. Yeah, yeah, and Pendergast. Preston and Child. Oh, yeah, yeah. Preston yeah. and Child. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, you, yeah. have either of you guys read, I would probably say my favorite series is uh, the Sue Grafton, Kinsey Milhone series. Has either of you read that, the Alphabet I series? That. You know, like A is for Alibi. Yeah. No, but, really, yeah, no, I love but I'd that like series. to. Yeah. I yeah, love it. I, I read it, it years ago. I, I read it years ago up in, up to about... I got caught up with it. I don't remember where I left off, but it was like 20 years ago, and I loved it. I'm reading it again, and I'm like, wow, it's like, seriously, it's just good writing. It's I have to pace myself. I'm inserting books in between them so I don't read them all at once. <laughs> Get carried away. No. <laughs> but, yeah, I know. It's, uh, you know, and, and, and as I'm reading these, you know, and I'm, I'm you know, kind of taking notes, it, it is interesting how, you know, it, you are building toward a, it's like a bunch of little waves writing one great big wave. Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know how right. else to explain it, but it, it really is a fine, fine art. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His writing is. Yeah. I what, mean, what? you can make yeah. an argument 
that Stephen King um, has been writing one monolithic series almost over his entire career because most of his stories are sort of, he's like Faulkner. You know, they all take place in a very similar milieu, you know, and many of them even name, you know, Castle Rock or, you know, one book will come out and be set in Castle Rock and then the next book will come out and it'll be set, you know, in a little town 100 miles west of Castle Rock. You know, it's right. so, you know, <laughs> part of his yeah. past, you know, it's, it's in, you know, it's in his, it's his environment and that's his series in a weird way. It's like that environment. Right. Yeah, right. exactly. Wow. So what's your advice for writers who might like to try to write a series? Well, I mean, that that's a great question because I think, you know, um, there you, you do you know you do have to have some of the components in place in book one, but but I, but I mm-hmm. also believe that many stories and, and a, you know th- this doesn't apply to every book that is written, but many many books are uh, fodder for a series if they're good. If the book is good and it's and it's gripping and, and it's a page turner and it has vivid characters, they all have off screen lives. And I, I remember um one time many years ago, um I got to meet Elmore Leonard and oh, wow. he he said he said one time he, he was sitting around and you know, getting in his cups with a bunch of writers and stuff and he said he said yeah, my publisher wanted me to write another story about, you know, so-and-so. I don't even remember what the character was. It was like the character from Get Shorty or something, you know. And, and he, go, he, goes, he goes, and I, I thought about it, and I realized, yeah, they were out there somewhere doing stuff, getting into trouble. Mm-hmm. So I might as well write about yeah. them. And I was like, Wow. That is how vivid that character was for Elmore Leonard. It, he was out there somewhere, <laughs> you know. He had written the right, entire right. book about the guy, but he lived beyond wow. the pages that you know the margins of the book. He was out there, <laughs> you know, and that really yeah. I don't know why, but that meant a lot to me when I heard him say that. Yeah, I like that. Well, and it and it and it makes sense because it it if you can. If you can, if they feel that alive, that's those are the ones you go with. It just there, there's something to be, you know. It is yeah. an interesting thing though, but it's like yes, you have to remember even when you sit down to write, you know, these characters yeah. have lives before you started writing, and they have lives after, when you're when you're done. You know, this is why it's. Uh, yeah. It's actually that you know remembering that actually helps you keep perspective when you are writing because you can it gives you an idea of you know what to leave in and what to leave out because it you can get carried right. away and well back in his mm-hmm. childhood and it's like well no we don't need to know all that you know <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I'll tell you the, the greatest moment for a writer I think I may, I may go out on a limb and say this is the greatest moment for a writer is when you go somewhere to a convention or a signing or, you know, some kind of uh, event and you're there as an author, you're signing books or whatever you're doing there, and somebody shows up dressed, you know, doing cosplay as one of your yeah, characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm not ashamed to say that's one of the coolest things <laughs> that's ever happened to me. Right. <laughs> like, right. Oh my that's God, you're dressed like so and so. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's all about you know your characters being vivid. That's probably the most important thing for series fiction. You know, I would think so. Yeah, um, I think that's a fair statement. Who, who can yeah. who can resist another book? You know, with Aragorn or or you know, right. oh, Harry Potter. You know, it's just like, yeah. There's exactly. another one. Oh my God, I'm all over it. You know, it's just yeah, right. it's about exactly. the character. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we are out of time, Jay, but you have, as always, been an absolute pleasure, and you are, of course, (laughs) welcome back anytime, and we'll have you back. We always do. (laughs) We love having you. God bless uh, you guys. Before we let you go, can you tell our listeners where they can go and learn more about you and your work? Well, yeah, I mean, on, on I have an Amazon page, and you just go to Amazon, and you go to Jay Boninsing, the author page, and that gives you a, a lot of little uh, details and a, and a bunch of books and some rare books and some new books, and there's a new one uh, available now that I'm kind of uh, proud of. It's, it's a revision. It's, a, it's, a, it's the author's cut of the first book huh. in the series of the Ulysses Grove books that I've been talking about. You can oh, get nice. the author's cut. Nice. that first book and it's been updated and you know anachronisms have been removed and you know um i i uh-huh. just spruced it up and um no so you, you, right. can, you can find that on amazon oh, cool. yeah 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 and be All looking right. for, well, for, the, you know, for well, the i was just gonna say be looking be, keep your eyes open for the devil's quintet Stan yes. the devil's, devil's quintet, quintet. That's my, All right. that's my huge yeah. <laughs> project. Oh, and that, that's, that's, that's yeah, that's the Stanley co-authored with Stanley. Yeah, yeah. that's that definitely. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, um, it was a pleasure having you as always. Um, Thanks. Stay you. safe out Thanks. there, Jay, right. and keep in touch. Mm-hmm. That's right. All right. Thanks so much. And thank you, everybody, for listening. And you guys all stay safe out there too. And until next week, we wish you haunted nights. And sweet screams. Thank you for listening. Haunted Nights, live with Tamara Thorne and Alistair Cross.